360 degrees. Hop high, 360 degrees. Hop high, 306. 306. 360 degrees. Hop high. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Full Circle, your cultural affairs radio magazine produced by members of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program, broadcasting from KPFA in Huchin, occupied Ohlone Territory, a.k.a. Berkeley. On tonight's show, I will bring you a short update from the streets and let you know about a planned demonstration happening tomorrow in Hayward. Also, our senior producer, Miss M, will highlight some great musicians who have recently transitioned to the next life, a couple of them due to the COVID pandemic. All that tonight on Full Circle. I am your host tonight, Free Will and Franklin, along with Miss M. Stay tuned. Yes, welcome to Full Circle. Before we get into our musical tribute, we're going to get a quick update from the streets of San Francisco and also bring you news on a youth-led action scheduled to take place tomorrow in Hayward. So let's get into that update with myself, Oscar Salinas, and Sebgi Fernandez of Together We Stand. Welcome, everyone. This is Free Will and Franklin, still sheltered in place at my house. I'm doing my part for what I can for George Floyd and the uh, movement here. Right now, we got some a couple people, um, one on the ground who's been out in the streets is going to give us an update and one organizer who's been working from home and organizing her own actions. So let's just start with Oscar. Oscar, let me get you real quick to tell us who you are and um, where you've been this last uh, week. Yeah, uh, my name is uh, Oscar Salinas. I've worked with the Justice for Alex Nieto in San Francisco. I'm a resident of San Francisco Mission District. I've been working with the organization since he was killed on March 21st, 2014. So when the word came out in regards to um, George Floyd being killed and I saw the video, I knew right away uh, that this was going to change things. This past weekend, uh, my first march that I joined uh, was uh, at City Hall, and I saw lots of people out there. And it reminded me and it brought me back down, back to 2014 when we we're out there marching for Alex Nieto, for Mario Woods, Louis Gongara Pat. Um, the difference this time, though, is that there was a lot of white Americans, a lot of white citizens out there. Um, and that told me that something is going to change at this time around. And I've been now to two other uh, protests and marches. The last one was yesterday, which was led um, by a young girl, 17 years old, uh, in front of uh, Mission High School. And uh, we had approximately up to 16,000 people out there. Everybody's angry. Everybody's upset. I think part with the COVID-19 in place and people being at home, it's just the mixture of the time right now. Uh, People just want to get out and do things. And it's shown on the ground. It's made my hair stand just watching the face of the crowd. It's the mixture has been different. 
Also on top of that, the protests around the world. I've seen protests in Tokyo, in Paris, and just a couple hours ago, uh, I was walking down the Visadero and there was cars honking, you know, people saying, you know, Black Lives Matter, uh, I, I can't breathe, and, uh, and it's still going on. I've been hearing it for hours. So, I've never seen that before. It's incredible times right now. And what kind of feeling are you getting from the crowd? I know um, there's a lot of emotions. The emotions run the gamut from sadness to to anger to um, total frustration. What what has really caught your eye and your heart out there? What is it that's really touched you? For me, it's been the unity. Um, it's been the compassion. I've watched people hand out water. I've watched people just help others. And it didn't matter what color you were. Uh, it wasn't a majority of African-American. It wasn't a majority of Latinos. Uh, seeing the young generation out there and how intelligent they sound, that yesterday really struck me. Uh, it, 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 it gives me a sense of hope that the next generation that's taking over right now, they've watched for the past few years in regards to Eric Gardner, you know, um, Trayvon Martin, uh, and, and a lot of the police teams across the country that they're awoke. They've actually taken a lot of what we've done in the past few years. So that's what struck me the most is the young generation right now. And that's the voice of Oscar Salinas, who's been out there on the streets, who's focusing his energy right now in San Francisco and the surrounding area there. And I got to say, that's one thing that's really been impressing me right now at this moment is and and has been giving me hope is that the young people and I feel like out here in Antioch, where I am, the young people are more multiracial than ever. They're hanging out in groups that are um, the run the color of the rainbow. So I feel like our hope is with them and their media that they they can react quick. They're on top of things. And um, I feel like they got a little bit more together than the, um, the previous generation. So I really feel hopeful there too. Well, thank you for that report, Oscar. Let's keep you on the line. And we're bringing our other guest who is well, what we were talking about earlier with her is that plugging in where you can, because we thank people like Oscar, who's been able to be on the front lines to raise our voice um, out there, but not everybody can be on the front lines. It could be out in the streets and we have organizers at home, busy behind the computer, on the phone, making plans, touching base. And one of them is Sebgi Fernandez, who operates a Facebook and a website called Together We Stand. Sebgi, how are you doing? I'm well, thanks. Thank you for having me. Let me ask you to introduce yourself. Tell me a little bit about yourself and um, real quick about your website and Facebook. Absolutely. Um, so... I uh, kind of grew up uh, in the movement. My dad was a Black Panther back in the day and was part of desegregating, um, you know, Boston. He would stand in front of the homes of the Black folks as they were desegregating the neighborhoods and, um, you know, the houses were getting burned down the night the people would move in. And, you know, he'd be out there with his, you know, brothers and they would make sure that the other people could sleep at night and um so you know that was that was the basis of who my father was so I kind of grew up knowing 
you know, about all of those struggles and seeing him as a black man in this country have to struggle. So, you know, as I got older and went through school and had children and started to see my oldest son struggling and uh, not being able to walk down certain areas of this country without getting harassed by the police, it, yeah, it was just not a right for me. And so I formed Together We Stand. Uh, it's a nonprofit organization. We started out in 2016, uh, and we advocate for victims of racism and discrimination and police brutality across the country. And that looks different with every case, whether it's we're organizing on the ground in Minneapolis or Philadelphia or here in California, or we're putting together online emailing telephone campaigns to district attorneys and police departments and elected officials to try to put pressure on them like we're seeing in Minneapolis right now with the pressure that was put on by all of the protesters and the riots and the people uh, on the news and the people making the phone calls, that is what gets action unfortunately, when it comes to our law enforcement system. Well, Sebgi, well, tell me about Together We Stand, the Facebook and your website. You've been organizing through that and using the Facebook to connect uh, the dots and connect people. And you have an action coming up. You want to tell us about the action you have coming up? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you guys were talking about the younger generation and there's a young activist in the Bay Area, Michael James Chapman, and he started, um, yeah. yeah, he started, he's been doing amazing things for a few years now, and he's sort of been asking me questions as he goes, and every time he puts together an event, you know, we co-sponsor it, and uh, he's having one um, South Bay Resistance uh, in Hayward uh, this Saturday at 1 p.m. We're going to be marching in solidarity with Black Lives Matter with uh, Michael James Chapman's organization, the South Bay Resistance. Uh, we're going to be meeting in Hayward at 1 p.m. Hayward City Hall. We'll be marching to the Hayward Police Department and then back to City Hall. Um, and we are really excited about this because we want to support the younger folks that are organizing and putting together great things because that is really our future and um, we're going to be out there we'll have signs we'll have water we'll have support and I'm, I'm really excited to be able to get out there and get on the ground I've been stuck at home homeschooling my kids and so you know I, I like to be out there on the front lines but you know there's a place in every revolution for somebody to do something and you know we just all have to find our way and our part each day. And that's right. That's what we're talking about. Getting in where you could fit in, plug in where you can and do what you can do. And tonight is our first night of Full Circle breaking into regular programming. A lot of us are working from home and we're pre-recording shows. And tonight we're cutting into that pre-recorded show to start our collaboration with Together We Stand and Sevgi and people like Oscar that are going to help us um, with some on the ground reports. Unfortunately, tonight we only have a few minutes left and um, I'm looking totally forward to this collaboration, but let me just get your thoughts before we go on where do you think we're at in this moment, Sevgi? What has it got you feeling at this moment and these moves that people are making? To be honest, I feel, I feel hopeful, but I feel scared. I think that um, we have been 
boiling up to this point for quite some time, and we've seen peaceful protests not really be effective. Colin Kaepernick, you know, really tried to make a huge statement, and he was blacklisted from the NFL. You know, now they're yep. pissed off that we're rioting in the streets, but unfortunately, that seems to be what it takes to get uh, movement in real essential concrete ways when it comes to police brutality and police accountability. And so I'm, I'm feeling hopeful because as Oscar said, we are seeing um, everybody coming out of all different races. And I think that the minority voiced here are the racist white people that would like to see uh, things continue as the status quo. And we're not going to let up. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen this time. And Sebi, I appreciate that very much. Oscar, let me get um, your final thoughts. We got about 30 seconds. You talked about the youth earlier, but where do you feel like we're at in this moment? And what does it mean to you right now? Where we're at right now is we have four officers that have been charged. We have one that his charge has been upgraded to second degree murder. We have the three officers that were also uh, uh, arrested and their bail is at $750,000 each. That's unheard of. You have an attorney general that's taken this case over and is ready to prosecute. The question I have is why did he just take a video, right? For all the other families in the past before today, they didn't have the same justice. So for me right now, it's hopeful, but of course, you know, once the cameras are gone and everything leaves, is everybody still going to be around? So there's a lot of things that you can be involved with. We just need to continue this. Um, and we're at the tip of that mountain right now that we're looking and we're almost there. So I just tell people, let's just continue la lucha. Let's continue the fight. Yes. That's right. And then we're going to continue to bring you two on in these next um, coming weeks and you will keep us updated. I'm sorry we have um, such limited time tonight, but that was the voice of Oscar Salinas and then Sebgi Fernandez. Um, Sebgi is with the Together We Stand, a group that she's organized and created. And um, we're going to learn more about that in the coming days. I really appreciate you guys jumping in tonight and taking this moment to bring us up to date. And I look forward to this collaboration. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome back. This is KPFA 94.1 FM. And a big thank you to Sebgi Fernandez and Oscar Salinas. They will be gathering tomorrow at 1 p.m. at the Hayward City Hall for a peaceful demonstration held by youth activists. Be sure to check out and like the Together We Stand Facebook page for all the details. And we will have a link on our website, kpfaapprentice.org, just after the show. Now let me toss it over to Miss M to spotlight some musicians we have recently lost. Take it away, Miss M. This is Ms. M, and tonight's Full Circle is a tribute to four musical artists who we've lost in this time of the COVID-19 invasion. Ellis Marcellus Jr., Little Richard, John Prine, and Bill Withers. Their music lives on to help all of us cope with the world. We'll be right back to enjoy some of their performances. First up, we'll hear from the elder statesman of the Marcellus family, 
Ellis Marcellus, Jr. He passed away on April 1st, 2020, from pneumonia related to a COVID infection. We start with an excerpt from the 2019 presentation to him of the Jazz at Lincoln Center's Award for Artistic Excellence. Ellis Marcellus's role as educator and student are two sides of the same spinning coin. His passion for teaching inseparable from his insatiable desire to learn, and to learn not just from his fellow scholars, but also from his students. Ellis entered the world of music education with a spirit of openness and collaboration, building bridges where before there had been blockades. He has not only shown generations of musicians how to play, he has also inspired them to live with meaning in the world. I'm still learning myself. And even now, there's things that I'm working on. Because I don't really think one teaches jazz. In fact, I think jazz education is an oxymoron. And so within the collaborative context of the music called jazz, Ellis empowered his students to follow their own unique paths toward personal success. And in doing so, transformed how the world sees jazz and jazz education. Ellis Marcellus Jr. was born on November 14, 1934, in New Orleans, to Florence and Ellis Marcellus Sr. He began formal music lessons around the age of 11, training classically on the clarinet, then adding saxophone, and finally piano by the time he finished high school. He graduated from Dillard University in 1955 with a BA in music education, and worked at his father's motel while playing with the American Jazz Quintet. Out of the service, he returned home to New Orleans and married Dolores Ferdinand. With a new family to support, Ellis took on teaching jobs here and there while playing gigs at night. Teaching was not a priority at the time, but a single course that Ellis taught at Xavier University began to change that. I began to take a different view of education and I also began to see a need for a more formal studies of uh, what the university called African-American studies. I started to begin thinking more about education, and not, not so much less about jazz, but a more expansive view. Eventually, there would be six Marcellus sons. He instilled in all of them his dedication to service, to education, and to using this great American music to unite people. For all his focus on education, Ellis has never stopped playing. He's recorded almost 20 of his own albums and has been featured with everyone from David Fathead Newman to Marcus Roberts. In 2011, Marcellus and his sons were officially recognized as NEA Jazz Masters. Tonight, we celebrate Ellis Marcellus Jr., a visionary musician, father, activist, and educator, and this year's recipient of Jazz at Lincoln Center's Award for Artistic Excellence.
That was jazz maestro, pianist Ellis Marcellus Jr. playing Do You Know What It Means to Miss New Orleans? That was preceded by Have You Met Miss Jones? And the set started with Twelve's It. This is Full Circle on KPFA Radio at 94.1 FM. Welcome back. Now we hear from one of the architects of rock and roll. Little Richard, Richard Wayne Penniman from Macon, Georgia. He passed away on May 9th, 2020. His indelible image lives on through his music. He's known as the architect of rock and roll. We start with one of his signature songs, Tutti Frutti. Rhythm and Blues had that baby, and they called it rock and roll. I just want you to know that. Are you having a good time? Oh, 
Here's a segment of Little Richard's performance on the Donnie and Marie Osmond show. And yes, that's Marie and Donnie cheering him on as he sings Lucille and good golly, Miss Molly. The king is talking here. Little Richard. Now we switch gears to the music of Mr. John Prine, who left this plane on April 7th, 2020. He passed away from coronavirus complications. This John Prine set starts with When I Get to Heaven, followed by That's the Way the World Goes Round. When I get to heaven, I'm going to shake God's hand. I'm going to thank him for more blessings than one man can stand. Then I'm going to get a guitar and start a rock and roll band. Check into a swell hotel. Ain't the afterlife grand? 
Then I'm gonna get a cocktail Vodka and gingerbread Yeah, I'm gonna smoke a cigarette That's nine miles long I'm gonna kiss that pretty girl Until the world Cause this old man is going to town Then, as God is my witness, I'm getting back into show business. I'm going to open a nightclub called the Tree of Forgiveness and forgive everybody who ever done me any harm. Why, I might even forgive a few choice critics, those syphilitic parasitics. <laughs> Buy them a pint of Smithics and smother them with my charm. Cause I'm gonna get a cocktail, vodka and ginger ale. Yeah, I'm gonna smoke a cigarette that's nine miles long. I'm gonna kiss that pretty girl on the Delta world. Cause this old man is going to town. Here we go, boys. Yada da Yeah, when I get to heaven, I'm going to take this wristwatch off my arm. What are you going to do with time after you bought the farm? <laughs> then I'm going to look up my mom and dad. And good old brother Doug, why well, I bet him and cousin Jackie are still cutting up a rug. And I want to see all my mama's sisters, because that's where all the love starts. Miss them all like crazy. Bless her little hearts. And I always will remember these words that my daddy said. He said, Buddy, when you're dead, you're a dead peckerhead. <laughs> I hope to prove him wrong. That is, when I get to heaven, because I'm going to have a cocktail, vodka, and ginger ale. Yeah, I'm going to smoke a cigarette that's Kiss that pretty girl on the gentle world Cause this old man is going down
Starts drinking heavy, gets a big red nose Beats his old lady with a rubber hose Then he takes her out to dinner, buys her new clothes That's the way that the world goes down That's the way that the world goes round You're up one day, the next you're down It's a happening to water I was sitting in the bathtub, counting my toes when the radiator broke. Water all froze, I got stuck in the ice without my clothes, naked as the eyes of a clown. I was crying ice cubes, hoping I'd croak when the sun came through the window. The ice all broke, I stood up and laughed, thought it was a joke, that's the way. hear John Prime reminisce along with actor-comedian Bill Murray and recount some of his early days in the Big Apple. Do you remember, Bill, who was around then? Well, uh, Harold Ramis, um, my brother Brian Doyle Murray, um, John Belushi. Um, uh, it, it's real foggy, honestly. <laughs> it, was a, it was a hard, difficult time for me. But these guys were across the street all the time, and I used to, I never had a job where I had, I never held a job as long as I held that job. You know, that was very exciting for me. There was one show that we, that ran for seven months, and I remember walking into work and saying, my God, that guy John Prine's still working. He's a, because they they would put your, your name in the front window. His name would be in the window, whoever was playing. And, uh, we work the same sort of hours, so you just think, I wonder what's going on over there. Sometimes when you guys would go late, we'd get to stumble in there and you'd be playing a little bit longer and you'd see them after they had manipulated the crowd completely. And there were, there were men that were crying and smoking and drinking and then there were women that were just adoring. And you'd go, eh, musicians. <laughs> 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 they worked their their ways on people, yeah. But that was um, that was a great period in Chicago. Really nice period. 
through what I consider to be one of the all-time greatest acts of friendship that I've ever heard about in the music industry. Yeah. Stevie Goodman was opening multiple nights for Chris Christopherson, who was taking off, and uh, the hottest new thing. And Christopherson, because he's a sweet guy and, and because he recognized talent, you know, kept saying, oh, Stevie, you're great, I, you know, you're fantastic. And Goodman kept saying to him, well, you think I'm good, you gotta hear my friend. As great a city as Chicago is for music, nobody got signed at that time. No, nobody could get a record contract without leaving town. <laughs> Me and Goodman left town for three days and came back with record contracts. <laughs> they, we were like returning astronauts. They were almost <laughs> took parade. <laughs> it was really kind of goofy. And I didn't know at the time that that was not the way. <laughs> I'm wondering why. Uh, for years, my my peers treated me so, like, uh, kind of kept a distance from me. <laughs> you know, it was because I had it was this like Cinderella kid. You know? Yeah, yeah. If you weren't the most lovable man in America, you'd be pretty easy to hate uh, over things like that. <laughs> this is Ms. M, your full circle host this evening, here at KPFA Radio ninety four point one FM. And we are listening to some artists who've passed away during this time of the COVID pandemic. And now the artist who's had the most impact on me, Mr. Bill Withers, who passed away on March 20th, 2020. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. It's not warm when she's away. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone She's always gone too long Anytime she goes away Wonder this time where she's gone Wonder if she's gone to stay Ain't no sunshine when she's gone this house just ain't no home Anytime she goes away I know, 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 Hey, I ought to leave the young thing alone but ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Only darkness every day. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. And this house just ain't no home anytime she goes.
That was Bill Withers singing Ain't No Sunshine, followed by Lean On Me and Then Use Me. Oh, yes, Bill. That does it for tonight's Full Circle Show. Before I sign off, I want to make a correction regarding last week's memorial show. I had the privilege of being the technical director for Andrea Lewis while she hosted Sunday Sedition, but I didn't put together the collage we played last week. We don't have that info in our archives. However, I did produce a collage tribute to an essential worker at KPFA that originally played on the same show as Andrea's collage in 2009, and that person was Raj, our cleaner. Raj and his family were beloved by First Voice and many at KPFA. Next week's show features reflections from Shaquille Stewart, one of our graduating seniors. Our executive producer is Ms. M. That's me. Our technical director is the amazing Frank Sterling. Joy Moore is our loving production consultant. And I want to give a big shout out to Group 44 Audacity. They're graduating this June. We will be moving forward to put together the next first voice group of apprentices, Group 46, when the shelter-in-place restrictions are released. So send us your application now. They're available at kpfaapprentice.org or give us a call at 510-848-6767, extension 235, if you want one mailed to you. 